break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 18th of July, 2022. And we are very happy to be back with you here on the show. Got plenty for you here on the show, as we always do. Today, we're going to be talking about how poverty wages in the United States aren't a mistake. It's a part of a plan, and it's certainly one that is making your life worse. A recently released study examining the value of the federal minimum wage found that the value of the federal minimum wage has reached its lowest point in 66 years. Based on what it can buy, today's federal minimum wage of $7.25 is the lowest since 1956 when the minimum wage was 75 cents an hour. As the Economic Policy Institute points out, quote, a worker paid the current $7.25 an hour federal minimum wage earns 27.4% less in inflation-adjusted terms than what their counterpart was paid in July 2009 when the minimum wage was last increased, and 40.2% less than a minimum wage worker in February of 1968, the historical high point of the minimum wage's value. End quote. If the minimum wage had kept up with inflation since that 1968 point, it would be the equivalent of $12.12 an hour today. And 1968 is an important year for the minimum wage because that was the last year the minimum wage kept up with the growth of productivity, or in other words, the amount each worker can actually produce. If the minimum wage had remained linked to productivity right now, the minimum wage would be $22.37 an hour. And really, if capitalism was at all fair, the minimum wage and productivity would be linked. If each worker can produce more value in the same amount of time, logically, their wages should increase. If the average worker produces, in an hour, double what they did in an hour 10 years ago, for example, you'd think that the average wage would be doubled too, right? Well, capitalism isn't fair, and that isn't what happened. Starting in 1968, productivity went way up, profits went up, the minimum wage stayed down. And that's important because the minimum wage is the wage floor. The lower it is, the more it drags down all other wages. The more low wages, the more competition for even a slightly higher wage, which puts pressure on the highest wages because people fear if they don't make a concession when the boss demands they take less, someone who will take less might take their job. So as you can see, there is a direct relationship between low wages and high profits. The more low-wage workers, the easier it is to suppress wages overall, which means more of the profit produced by workers flows to just the tiny handful of people, less than 1%, who own everything. And there are a lot of low-wage workers in the U.S., First and foremost, there are actually 1.1 million workers making either the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour or less, ultra-poverty wages, if you will. There are a handful of exclusions that legally allow workers to be paid less than the minimum wage, which is how we get that 1.1 million number. 
But it's really higher than that because wage theft is so rampant, there are undoubtedly millions of workers being paid less than the federal minimum wage illegally. One study from 2017 found that in the 10 most populous states in the United States, quote, 17% of eligible low-wage workers reported being paid less than the minimum wage, amounting to 2.4 million workers losing $8 billion annually, end quote. So undoubtedly, there are probably a few million workers, both legally and illegally, being paid the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour or less. But that, of course, is just the tip of the iceberg. $15 an hour has become a rallying cry for a living wage from millions of workers fighting for higher minimum wages around the country. And that movement has delivered real benefits, by the way, delivering $150 billion in raises for 26 million workers since 2012. So when you organize and fight, you can win. However, $15 an hour still is not a living wage in large swaths of the country, and many workers still make less than 15 Treating $15 as a bare minimum cutoff for an acceptably decent wage gives us a sense of the depth of poverty wage jobs in the United States. According to a report from Oxfam that came out earlier this year, quote, almost one third, 31.9% of the labor force in the United States earns less than $15 per hour as of 2022. In other words, more than 51.9 million people in the United States are earning less than $31,200 a year. And this Oxfam report also goes on to note that an even higher percentage, 40% of women in the workforce are making less than $15 an hour. 57.5% of single parents are making less than $15 an hour. It's about 11 million people, by the way. And while a lot of people associate low-wage jobs with teenage summer jobs and so on and so forth, 46 million of those making less than $15 an hour are adults. 5.8 million are teenagers. Not that being a teenager means you should have a poverty wage. People who've been working since their teens know very well that this is critical income for many teens and their families. About 47% of both black and Latino workers are making less than $15 an hour. In Texas, 54.2% of Latino workers make less than $15 an hour. In Louisiana, 58.1% of black workers are making less than $15 an hour. These gender and racial differentials work the same way the overall issue of low wages do in terms of how much everyone's making. If you can pay women less than men, blacks and Latinos less than whites, it creates, again, that same competition, even more intense among workers for slightly higher wages, which brings down the highest wages and thus the average wages for everyone. It's not an accident that corporations want low wages to make high profits, and they want to introduce as many possible ways to drag those wages down using racism, sexism, and other forms of bigotry. People may be getting annoyed with so-called wokeness, and, and look, hey, I get it. Sometimes people can be over the top. But let's just be real. Being anti-woke is costing you money. And that's why the people ranting the most against wokeness all have the biggest of big capitalist donors supporting the most anti-worker politicians in Congress, the White House, and the State House. So, yeah, stay woke. Don't get robbed. And just to drive it home, you are getting robbed. In the most recent household pulse survey from the Census Bureau, which covered the first two weeks of June, they noted that 40.2 million people said that in the previous seven days before they answered the survey, it was, quote, very difficult to meet their usual household expenses. 49.9 million said it was, quote, somewhat difficult, and 59.7 million said it was, quote, a little difficult. All told, just over 150 million people then said they were having at least some difficulty meeting their usual household expenses. 
In late March, that number was $137 million. Or in other words, between spring and summer of this year, 13 million people have gone from being able to make it week to week to struggling to make it week to week. You might be interested to know, corporations aren't in the same boat. In the first quarter of 2022 alone, the first quarter of 2022 alone, corporations in the United States made $2.8 trillion in profits. $2.8 trillion in profits. The retail sector, where most low-wage jobs are concentrated, made $266.5 billion in profits, again, in just the first quarter of the year. Low wages, high profits. Poverty Wage America is not random. It's a plan. It's a plan for you to barely make it so the richest people can keep living it up. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 